Good morning and welcome once again to In Focus. I'm John Sims and joining us this morning are two longtime and pretty high level members of Rotary International here in East Texas, Shirley Griffin and Lee Montgomery. And the topic today is polio and welcome to both of you. Great to have you with us. Thank you. Thank you, John. Don't forget, InFocus is available online. Just go to ktvv.com slash InFocus. InFocus is available, uh, is uploaded to our website, I should say, by the day after the show airs. To get a little bit more specific today, our guests, Shirley Griffin with Longview Rotary. Shirley is a polio survivor, the district polio sh uh, chair. We'll explain more about that in a minute. And past district governor of District 5830. And that is a mouthful, but we want to give credit where credit is due. And also Lee Montgomery with South Tyler Rotary, past district governor of District 5830 and current district membership chair. And by District 5830, basically we mean a very large swath of Northeast Texas and also bits and pieces of Arkansas and Oklahoma. So your district covers a lot of territory. Indeed. <laughs> All righty. And uh, Rotary does so many, many things. And um, we'll have a chance to talk a little bit about that during the show. But the topic today is World Polio Day, which is coming up very, very soon. Actually, Monday, October 24th. Today, we're going to talk about World Polio Day, World Polio Eradication Efforts, and Rotary's very strong um, role on an international level in fighting polio. Let's start off by talking about World Polio Day again, Monday, October 24th. It's an annual event to celebrate the Global Polio Eradication Initiative, and it's also Global Pledging Day, Global Polio Pledging Day, I believe, and Lee or Shirley, either one of you, if you kind of kind of expound on that a little bit for us. We um, ask people to donate that day. Um, it's and all the uh, donations are matched uh, by uh, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Uh -huh. We give $100. They will match it uh, with $100. And uh, uh, we go from there, and we're trying to go uh, make $45 million. I think I think we're our, on target for $50 million. $50 million. Yeah. And... Um, we work very hard we have all kinds of uh, fundraisers and we um, keep trying we're going to try until we eradicate this uh, dreaded disease um, i've been to india to uh, help eradicate polio there i was uh, there when uh, india was uh, taken off the endemic list and then they still had three years before they were completed, and they have been off the endemic list since. Very good. Um, Rotary International and District 5830. Now, Rotary, the world's largest, the world's, I should say, oldest international civic service organization, approximately 1.4 million members and 35,000 worldwide clubs grouped into one of the 535 districts. And again, the two of you are representing District 5830. Much or maybe just about all of Northeast Texas, along with parts of Oklahoma and Arkansas. Let's talk a little bit about how Rotary uh, got involved in this uh, polio initiative. And I believe it dates back to 1979 when Rotary International Clubs in the Philippines began a six-year project to vaccinate six million children. And uh, within, I guess, about the next six years or so, it truly did become an international initiative 
of rodeo, uh, ro- rodeo, wrong show, Rotary International. Uh, and under this, these auspices, let's talk about how that happened and a little bit about um, why Rotary International became so involved and so engaged in eradication of polio. Well, as many people may know, but some may not, as as history has gone by and and, and the United States has been without polio for so many years, basically since the late 1970s. Um, uh, our, our immediate memory of polio is, is rather distant. But um, polio paralyzes or causes death uh, to those afflicted by the virus. And it, there was a pandemic of polio in the late 40s and 50s. And so uh, when the vaccines started becoming available, uh, in the 50s uh, with the Salk vaccine and the Sabin vaccine. Uh, one of the clubs in the Philippines, one of the Rotary clubs in the Philippines, um, decided that they would take it upon themselves to eradicate their community. And the word spread throughout the Philippines and the other clubs joined in and they made it a, a total national effort for the Philippines. And uh, that really launched the polio initiative. And because of their success, Rotary International picked it up, and in 1985, they started Polio Plus, which is the largest international private sector support of a public health initiative. And polio is still very much with us, unfortunately. I grew up during that era. I was probably about two or three years old when I got my first polio vaccination, about 10 or 11 when I got the second, uh, the Salk and the Sabin vaccines in that order. And for the longest time, um, we just really didn't think about it very much unless like Shirley and you are a polio survivor and I've known other polio survivors pretty much all of my life unless you had personally been affected by polio it really kind of faded into the background but there are reasons that we are uh, focusing uh, that we are continuing to focus on polio we're going to get to that in a little bit more detail a little bit later in the show long story short it's not we're not done with it yet Shirley Griffin and Lee Montgomery of Rotary International in East Texas, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. We're talking about polio and polio eradication with an emphasis on World Polio Day coming up on Monday, October 24th. Uh, in 1985, of course, Rotary started Polio Plus, the first and largest international private sector support of a public health initiative. Fundraising goal was $120 million. And then in 1988, I guess that's when Rotary and the World Health Organization launched the Global Polio Eradication Initiative. There were 350,000 cases in 125 countries, and that's a key note right there. It's not just the United States we're talking about here. And, um, well, we've made... Uh, we're not done with it yet, as we say, but we've made a lot of progress since then. From 350,000 cases, we, we're down to, what, how many now? Well, from uh, 350,000 or about 1,000 a day, John, uh, we, in, in 19, or, excuse me, in 2022, uh, we have only recorded 14 cases of the wild polio virus in Pakistan and one case in Afghanistan. So there's only two countries uh, that are in where polio is endemic, and that is Pakistan and Afghanistan. Uh, but when we say that it's uh, endemic, mm-hmm. again, you know, repeating, it doesn't mean it's gone away. And if we're not careful, and uh, well, from what I understand and from what we've been hearing a lot about in the news lately, if people don't continue getting those vaccinations, it could easily come back. It mutates as other viruses do. 
And uh, it's just something that uh, we need to be continuously aware of. And Rotary International, I guess, Shirley, I think you told me before we went to air that you're really the boots on the ground organization as far as polio eradication. Absolutely. Um, a Rotary goes all over the world to give the uh, vaccines. It's it's a life changing experience, and especially uh, in my uh, position because having had polio in 1951 the um uh, salt vaccine came out in 55 uh-huh. and the sabin came out in 60 uh-huh so um we still are trying to use these it was drops in india that i used and of course uh they're not uh using those anymore they're going to the sh- the shots uh-huh. because of um elimination into the water and that's how the uh right the disease gets in the water mm-hmm. we have also you know said that uh, polio is a plane right away well the plane arrived in new york a few months ago yeah yeah and so this this has brought much concern and uh, of course there are parents who will not have their children vaccinated 20 percent of the parents will not in the world will not have their children vaccinated and that's something Mm -hmm. that we've got to rid of Mm -hmm. Uh, let's talk a little bit about new york that was the one that really uh raised the red flag if you will in this country and uh the news articles were saying things like polio has arrived in new york i think some of it may have been detected in the water were there any actual polio cases recorded in new york city right around that time i guess a few months ago yes Yes. okay Mm -hmm. and he is paralyzed Mm mm-hmm all right very important note and we haven't heard much about it since then but again and let's go back to kind of uh where we were along the uh, list of topics that we're going to be talking about today the americas were declared to be polio free in 1994 and well i guess that pretty much ended just this year even though there were not that many cases and it was confined to a small area because of what happened in new york city um donations and fundraising we need to go there because we need to start talking about what people can do about this donations and fundraising allow for vaccinations around the world national immunization days highly coordinated events hundreds of volunteers immunizing millions of children and surely you participated in the national immunization day in india when you were governor so you've uh, yes. definitely been part of that boots on the ground troop yes it and it's a very um um experience that you will never forget when you give the drops to the children you know that they will not have the uh paralyzing uh disease Mm -hmm. i went to the hospitals i saw the children that were still being treated talked to the doctors that were doing the surgeries and to change the uh, position of the legs it normally takes four surgeries Uh to turn their legs around yeah there's still uh, people that are called crawlers that are on the ground their legs are so mangled that they can't stand up Uh the parents never give them a name because they're so ashamed and um, this is what we are trying to stop around the world Uh uh-huh uh i'm john sims this is in focus and we're visiting with shirley griffin and lee montgomery shirley is with longview rotary she's a polio survivor district polio chair for district 5830 and past district governor of district 5830 lee with south tyler rotary past district governor of district 5830 and district membership chair 
Uh, I want to uh, talk a little bit more right now about how people can help. And we're going to get to this again a little bit later in the show. But if you want to learn more about this and become involved and maybe make a financial donation, there's a website, www.npolio.org. And you can go there and get lots more information. There's also a slash donate right after that to donate to the in polio effort and you can also donate through your local club or local clubs and i know and uh, i think longview and tyler probably each have several rotary clubs is that correct you can also go to rotary.org if you want to learn more about this and there is just a wealth of information about magazine articles and things like that and also information about how, how you can make a financial donation or even get involved with even join a local club in your city um now, the Americas were declared to be polio-free in 1994. I think that's more or less where we left off. The cost of a vaccination for one child is 60 cents. And that, that's a relevant point right there. And it's not a, it, it doesn't cost that much, but it can literally be a lifesaver. Indeed, John. It's, uh, the vaccine itself is, is uh, very modest to produce. Uh, but then you have to store that vaccine. You have to transport that vaccine in a uh, in a in a cool environment uh, and you have to get it to the to the sites and you have to recruit the volunteers um, total cost to immunize one child is about three dollars but uh, if you break it down to 60 cents a dose uh, what a wonderful benefit for for not much money and if we can see a uh, hundred dollar donation and the Bill and Melinda Gates uh, Foundation matches us two to one, uh, that turns into $300. And that's about 50 immunizations. So um, if I, if my math is correct, so um, I think we, uh, I think we can do a lot of good and uh, for, for not a lot of money, but it's, it's very important that we continue the fundraising. And a lot of the clubs in our area are having different events. We had a car show in Texarkana recently. Uh -huh. um, we have different events going on. So uh, check in with the local Rotary Clubs. There's also a, a locator, uh, a club locator function on rotary.org, and you can find a Rotary Club closest to you. Mm -hmm. uh, I notice you sponsor 150 labs in 92 countries, so you truly are an international organization, uh, just in general and specifically with regard to this uh, ongoing uh, anti-polio effort. So I think that's worth noting as well. Well, and the labs also uh, screen and and conduct surveillance on other diseases so um, you know polio is waterborne and so they're constantly monitoring the water sources and the sewage sewer sources and uh, we even played a pretty good part in COVID-19 oh, surveillance okay. mm -hmm. during the COVID period. All righty. Uh, you partner with the World Health Organization, UNICEF, the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, and as previously mentioned, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, and governments around the world, and I believe you may have mentioned this earlier, we'll repeat this, the Gates Foundation's match rotary donations, $2 for $1, up to $100 million a year. So you've got a lot of support, but you can always use more, and that is always. why we're here today. Uh, Shirley Griffin and Lee Montgomery with Rotary International are our guests this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. The Focus, Polio Eradication and Polio Awareness. Uh, World Polio Day, October 24th. It's an annual event to celebrate the Global Polio Eradication Initiative and uh, Global Pledging Day as well. Uh, 
people can donate or help or join a Rotary Club. They can do that any time. Is there anything special that people can or should do specifically on World Polio Day? I would say be aware and talk to your neighbors and let them know that uh, there is still the potential for polio to be present in the United States. It could come home. In fact, it has in New York, as we just talked about a while ago. But uh, we do not want it to spread. It, it is a paralyzing disease. It can lead to death. Uh, it afflicts young children. Um, and Shirley's not one to brag, but she is such a trooper in fundraising in this district. Uh, and her goal, her personal goal, having been a survivor, is that this district raises a million dollars. And so far, we're over $700,000 uh, toward that goal for the whole district uh -huh. uh, and all the clubs and all the donations so far. Um, but uh, also, Shirley is, is, is one of those folks that has the post-polio syndrome. Uh -huh. And so it has come back. The virus is still available. It's still, it's still in you. It's, a, it's almost like uh, the shingles virus. Uh -huh. And so you've got to be – we've got to knock it out. That's all there is to it. Mm -hmm. The Rotary Foundation, by the way, rated four stars by Charity Navigator based on their efficiency in utilizing over 92% of donations for service projects. And that's always worth noting. Uh, a lot of good causes out there, as people know, if they're involved in either the Longview, Tyler, or other communities around our district area, which again covers northeast Texas and parts of Arkansas and Oklahoma. But uh, that four stars by Charity Navigator says a lot right there. Um, why in polio we've talked about uh this already still exists in the world pakistan and afghanistan more recently in london and in new york city um to get a little bit more specific one of the things you tell us is that to save lives it's to save lives it can be a deadly disease 18 million today would have been affected by polio if not for the vaccine that's a pretty jarring number right there and to invest in the future within as many as 10 years, as many as 200,000 could be 200,000 children could be paralyzed each year. And again, um, polio eradication, really the bottom line is vaccinations. And uh, I know that you're here today to encourage people not only to support your initiative, but to just get those kids vaccinated against the disease. They can go to their local doctors. They can go to net health. Uh, George Roberts is a Rotary member, uh -huh. and he is the head of our Net Health uh -huh. organization. And uh, so, one of the things that I would like to encourage people to do is is check into the polio vaccines. Make sure their children are inoculated. Uh, it's a proven vaccine. Uh, the vaccine hesitancy is something that. Uh, uh, you do not have to worry about with the polio vaccine. Mm -hmm. And we again want to direct you to those websites, endpolio.org, and there's an endpolio.org slash donate tab on there if you want to make a financial donation. You can also donate through one of the local clubs in our East Texas area. And then rotary.org, lots and lots and lots of background information. Lee, thanks for sharing some of that with me in advance of this show. If we had about three hours, we would cover all of it, but at least we're going to be touching on some of it. And you can also go to rotary.org if you're looking for a local club. The polio surveillance networks and vaccination campaigns monitor kids for other health issues such as vitamin deficiency and measles. So polio is a um, very big challenge in its own right, but you, you don't stop there. And that's very important to note. True. And uh, it's part of our total global initiative 
to uh, to reduce uh, to reduce disease, prevent disease. Uh, that's one of the seven areas of focus of Rotary is is disease prevention and control, and uh, along with some other things like literacy and clean water. Uh-huh. Uh, so Rotary has a a multi pronged focus on on serving the world and certainly uh polio eradication is our signature project okay very good lee montgomery and shirley griffin with rotary international our guest this morning on in focus i'm john sims we're talking about polio and uh how serious it still is and how we can fight it in advance of world polio day october 24th and also global polio pledging day did i get the correct title on that i kind of had to scribble it down but the monday october 24th is the key day that we're talking about right now but it's a year-round effort all year every year Uh, another important consideration is that um, uh, fighting polio getting those vaccinations raising awareness and ultimately we hope eradicating the disease it saves money you don't really think about things like that too much. No, and uh, if you if you multiply it out, and, and I'm not an economist, but uh, uh, I trust the the numbers from Rotary International that uh, if they if we can achieve a polio free world, uh, it would probably save the global economy forty to fifty billion dollars a year in health costs, even over the next twenty years. Wow. So there's a financial component. There's definitely a health component, and. Um, you just avoid a very uh, a very debilitating disease. Mm-hmm. And to make history, that's another reason to uh, take part in all of this. Polio would be only the second disease to be eradicated. What was the first disease to be eradicated? Uh, that, that would be the smallpox. The smallpox, yeah. Uh, okay. So, just left me. All righty. Um, if polio is somewhere, it can be everywhere very good point so that's what we why we continue to work as hard as we do to eradicate polio mm-hmm. uh listeners again there you're welcome to visit any of the rotary clubs in your area i know that rotary is very good about welcoming newcomers and uh you would welcome any and all tax deductible deductible donations to polio plus that's a 501c3 and again folks can go to www.npolio.org donate or donate through their local club. Um, it's the end of October, but uh, Christmas starts a little bit earlier every year, so it's not too early to mention this. There's going to be a big Christmas parade in downtown Tyler on December 1st. It happens to be the Tyler Rotary Christmas Parade, and I understand that you should look for the Rotary Iron Lung to lead that Christmas parade on December 1st. Uh, let's talk a little bit about iron lungs. I guess we don't have to go that route anymore, but uh, just going back that far, uh, growing up during the era when polio was first starting to become eradicated and hearing these stories and knowing polio victims and hearing stories about iron lungs, um, I know that there is a very strong symbolic significance to that. Yes, indeed. Um, the iron lung was created in the 1930s to... Uh, uh, assist the, with the breathing when when the folks were paralyzed in their lungs and upper body uh, the iron lung was used to uh, pressurize and depressurize their uh, their their body so that they could breathe and, and stay alive uh-huh. um, recently oh i forget if in the last year or so i read an article from the dallas paper about a gentleman that had been an iron lung over 60 years wow um 
the iron lung was a very useful tool. Um, one of our members in Texarkana uh, was in touch with a hospital that was closing down and clearing out some old warehouse uh, items and was asked if we would like an iron lung. They knew of our uh, polio eradication effort. Uh-huh. And so our district does have a child-size iron lung okay. mounted to a trailer. Uh, it's available for educational events. Um, I have personally taken it to a, to a high school where the uh, uh, the teacher was giving a history of disease, and uh, the children, you know, circled the circled the trailer, and she went through the process. And as it turned out, uh, when this lady graduated nursing school, her first patient was a polio patient in an iron lung in Paris, Texas, hmm. and so she gave a very detailed history and a, uh, an interesting talk about how the iron lung operated and so um, we have that iron lung and we uh, we take it to different events to uh, to show people what uh, what what the technology was like back in the day Mm -hmm. it still functions it will function okay Um, and we still have 20 people in the United States that's still in an iron lung. Okay, that answers my next question. I didn't honestly didn't know if they were still in use anymore, yes. but you still have to have them around for the yes. more severe cases. Yes, okay. and there are 300,000 people that are still affected by the disease, maybe in a wheelchair, maybe with uh, canes, but there are still 300,000 that are affected by the disease. Okay, very good. Very good points, Shirley. Thanks for sharing that with us. Shirley Griffin and Lee Montgomery with Rotary International, our guests this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. The topic, polio, vaccination, eradication, and awareness as we approach World Polio Day. Coming up October 24th, the annual event to celebrate the Global Polio Eradication Initiative, which is really, uh, uh, in very broad terms, what we're talking about today. That's what Rotary and as Shirley put it earlier, very much a boots-on-the-ground way is um, all about as far as uh, fighting polio. Um, getting down close to the end of the show, and uh, Shirley, I, I don't want to get too personal here, but we, you've already mentioned that you're a polio survivor. Uh, it was, was there, is there maybe a short version uh, that you'd like to share with us in the next minute or two about your own experience and uh, how things are going for you today? I know it's still well, affecting you in some degree. It does affect uh, later on in life. It's called the post-polio syndrome. Uh-huh. But, uh, as a child, uh, thought that it was just a, a sore throat, and then it began to uh, affect the legs. Mm-hmm. And that's mostly where polio starts, is in the legs. Yeah. Uh, many, many hours of uh, high fever, mm-hmm. lots of pain. And uh, when you look at your mother and she's rubbing your legs with tears streaming down her cheeks, uh-huh. you know that it's, it's serious, but yet you're too young to understand really what is going on Mm -hmm. but uh luckily we came through it uh fine but uh still have pain in the legs but that will be the rest of my life so Mm -hmm. it's something that we live with Mm -hmm. you not only live with it but you personally and lee and all of your rotary colleagues are again um in their hanging tough and trying to fight it the best way that you possibly can. And what better time to remind 
uh, our listeners how they can do that. The two websites, infolio.org and rotary.org. You can go to infolio.org slash donate if you want to go right to the donation tab. But either or both of those two websites, lots and lots of information that we won't have time to get to today, but we certainly welcome and encourage you to um, look into that yourselves. And uh, one other thing I wanted to mention, I understand that there's a newer polio vaccine that has just recently come out that you can learn more about from the rotary.org website. Yes, just like in the COVID situation where we've had variants come out uh, after the primary COVID-19 virus, the polio virus can mutate, and we have uh, uh, been successful in coming up with a an alternative vaccine that is going to be highly effective in knocking out this variant. Um, and I think maybe we've already mentioned it recently. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation has uh, yeah. has donated the 1.2 billion dollars toward the development and distribution of that. Very good. We have about a minute left in the show, and I want to summarize here. Monday, October 24th, is World Polio Day, an annual event to celebrate the Global Polio Eradication Initiative, which basically has been our topic today as we have welcomed Shirley Griffin and Lee Montgomery from Rotary International to get us up to speed on all that. But it's a uh, an all-year, every-year effort. You can be involved. You can be a part of Rotary. You can be a part of this uh, financial effort to eradicate polio simply by using some of the information that we've shared with you today. Uh, Shirley Griffin with Longview Rotary and Lee Montgomery, South Tyler Rotary, certainly want to thank you both very much for visiting with us this morning on InFocus and sharing this very important information. Thank you, John, and we'd like to thank you and uh, a certain Rotarian that's connected with the station by the name of Paul Glazer. I think I know that guy. Thank you know that guy. Yes, sir. He's a member of the Rotary Club of Tyler, and, uh, of course, without him, this program wouldn't be possible. Uh, Shirley and Lee, thank you so much for visiting with us this morning. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Shirley Griffin, Lee Montgomery, Rotary International, our guest this morning on In Focus. I'm John Sims. Thank you for joining us. See you next week on In Focus.